Welcome back to Azure Centric podcast on our Azure weekly updates. My name is Marcus Nogueira and with me, I always have my good friend, Andrew Lowe's. How are you, Andrew? I am fantastic, sir. Thank you so much for having me back again this week. Appreciate it. I'm a little bit scratchy. I sound a little bit like I might be a teenager, but uh, it's just a bit of a cold. It's on the way out. That's so okay. I That's okay. Uh, that's the beautiful <laughs> uh, thing about technology is there is a firewall, right? It's it's what we call the zero trust. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay, okay. And there is a firewall between you and I me. I should have implemented my zero trust perimeter <laughs> much better in this case. That. Uh, I, I blame my love of classic rock. <laughs> we are such a geek fellas that even for for health problems we come with 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 um, geek terminology. <laughs> Zero trust. Zero trust for comparison about why is Andrew really sick? So let's let's think about that. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a good uh, a, a good. Um, a good episode. Uh, I yeah. think so too. I yeah. think so. I'm too. assuming, yeah. yeah. But so um, before we start, um, and to change a little bit the things is, I want to start thank you the the community, and I want to start thank you you uh, that you are listening to this podcast. Without you guys, it's it's not possible to have to have this. We're just we're just talking and pretending that uh, exactly. we're we're not going to drink beer it's, later. Exactly. So. <laughs> so don't forget to subscribe. Uh, don't forget to give this this uh, thumbs up, uh, right? Um, thumbs down, whatever is thumbs that you want to give. <laughs> uh, we want just to to just yeah, kind of. Uh, we we would just want to to appreciate your effort in supporting the community and supporting Azure Centric. Uh, that's that's the goal. Absolutely, uh, that was the goal, and that's and that is uh, what we want to do. It, but changing a little bit of gears and talking about Azure, this week has been a kind of a, a normal week. We we may say on Azure, right? A lot a, a lot of good yeah, things. Yeah, we actually had lots. Of a lot of updates. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have so many updates like like last week, although we have to say that this was kind of a. It feels like more like um, a networking kind of week. Yeah, there's been some interesting kind of changes. I think uh, most of us on the Azure world got notifications for our tenants over the last kind of uh, number of days, let's say, about uh, different changes that might be happening. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And uh, we definitely have some good updates around kind of modernization, I guess, might be the, the way to think about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and that's the part that we like. We're starting with this week. It's more like we can call the adjusting to the future. Um, I think that is, is going to be a good theme for this, for this week, right? Okay. I love it. So, without further ado, let's roll and we will come back. So, welcome back and let's jump to the first one. And the first one 
is the five Azure Classic Network service that will be retired at the end of August next in two years. Not next year, in two years. Correct. Yeah, 2024, yes. I believe. Yeah. So in August 2021, they announced the Azure Cloud service. They will be retired in August uh, 2024, right? At the end of August. Uh, and with that, they're now announcing that five of those uh, will be retired. So the classic application gateway, uh, the classic virtual networks, the classic reserve IP address, the classic express route gateway, and the classic VPN gateway. So all of these service uh, that they are under classic, uh, they will be retired in, 20, in August, 2024. So there are a few, because this is related to network, it's always complicated the change. So they did, they a little just bit. want to reinforce one year kind of one year uh, after the announcement that they basically, they are doing this because especially with express routes that there is a physical circuit between your data center and Azure uh, using the, what I usually call the Azure uh, version one, that is the classic one, yep. the ASM, right? Um, and, um, to the ARM that is the, the 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 version two that is where we are today, right? Um, and exactly. and that is 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 quite quite important because all of those services they have a huge impact on your organization because depending on how you're going to do it, right? You might impact or not the users and it's networking and a lot of people they get nervous about that. So you still have three years and a few months ahead, but it's always better to start preparing than leave at the, at the end, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We should probably start now or already be started, ideally, starting to do the testing, understanding what you have, identifying what's left in your environment for uh, kind of classic Azure version one. And I love how you say that because resource manager is really the current version, version two. Uh, in the future, there will probably be a version three, I have to imagine, because everything Evolves. underlying is evolving. Exactly. And that's part of kind of what we buy into with any computing platform, whether, whether it's in our own data center kind of uh, let's say at the office or whether it's in Azure or AWS or something else, it's, it's always going to be changing and advancing. And we need to do that because technology changes and uh, it gets better and better, wonderful things. Right? So the, there's a, there's a few kind of catches with some of the, the big ticket items, right? So we've got kind of app gateways, we've got express route circuits, like you were saying, some of these migrate very, let's say, gracefully. So Express Route, um, I actually have had the experience of moving one yep. from kind of old to new, and it was actually fairly simple. I want to say in the grand scheme of life, uh, you have to really schedule an outage. You have to kind of talk to your provider like, okay, you know, you, you need to make sure you've got all the right people on that call 
when you execute a big change like this, because if communication fails, we have to figure out where it fails fairly quickly and get it Absolutely. back working again as quick as we can during our outage Absolutely. window, of course, right? So um, that said, Express Route does migrate fairly nicely and we can do it. It does not require downtime. That doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. My experience was about a, a one minute kind of, let's call it a blip on the radar and things started working, kind of took a bit of a pause and then it came right back with the with the new version and it was just started running again and then you can kind of continue down the upgrade path. But App Gateway, for example, is a little bit Absolutely. different. It's a, it's a different methodology. So there's some really great docs about how to migrate from uh, the classic to ARM uh, for deployment. And there's a there's a there's a, a defined path for all of those five items they're talking about in this retirement article. If you're impacted, if your Azure environment was deployed using these items quite a while ago, look into it, take it seriously. It's time to start investigating because the upgrade might not be as bad as it sounds, and you might be able to plan it, get it out of the way, and and move on to other more important projects Absolutely. as well. But but you still need you still need to have to have the time. To just plan it, specially plan it, verified, exactly, and, and doing all of that, um, and you can even use the resource manager in a lot of cases to do that. The move resource manager to even consolidate exactly. or regrouping in in a in a different type of resource group, depending on the type of 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 resource that you are moving. You can even uh, increase or enhance what you have already and kind of correct yep. the old one, uh, which is pretty yep. cool. Um, I have to say exactly. to just going on that exercise. Um, and, and yeah, so this, this was a pretty good announcement that, that they did it just to make sure that we are, uh, we are on the same page or, uh, and you guys are already ready for all of this. Right. And, and this is, this is pretty cool. Uh, I have to say that they are already making again a reinforcement of the announcement because we know we've been there a lot of times, especially VNets. It's kind of uh, uh, the VNets are scary, one, scary right? because, because yeah. theoretically you can move them, but in per depending on on the classic kind of um, subscription that you have, and uh, because it was way more restricted at that time the type of subscription that you have not as we have right now that we are kind of kind of a free way to move resources between subscriptions uh, exactly. on the classic yeah. one if you have a type of subscription you have a type of resources that you can do it and it was really a pain do not say anything. It was it just yeah. move the you, resources. You, you had to keep things kind of in the right uh, the exactly. right track. And uh, ARM is a little bit more flexible. Yes. Uh, thus, it's a version two. It's of improved. Course. But uh, the one thing about the VNets that actually does kind of intimidate me a bit with the upgrades is that it when you upgrade a VNet, it doesn't upgrade resources tied to the no. VNet. So if you have another like say App Gateway, we'll just pick on poor App Gateways but you have to go also and upgrade the app gateway after the vnet so you have to determine the correct order of yes. operations then you have to do the upgrades 
validate and test, and then continue on the path. So that's why we say, of course, plan ahead, uh, because in this case, it could be kind of a, a cascade effect. When you up, once you upgrade the VNet, you then have to upgrade your other kind of version one classic resources so that they can talk to Absolutely. The, the new virtual Absolutely. network, right? So there, there's a lot of work that you may you may have to kind of, uh, let's say, take Absolutely. on. Absolutely, right? and that's the part that we, we're bringing these to the podcast, right, to the show. It's because um, they make it sound simple, but we've been there a lot of those times. And, and yes, we can testify that some of those type of things, they are kind of simple. But if you're doing your plan,ly your plan accordingly, if you are ready to do that, and if you know what is the right order to do so, so that's that is the exactly. part that is I want to important to 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 bring it up, right? But another cool update, and moving to the next one, is the general availability of Azure HPv3 virtual machines for HPC now upgraded. So this is pretty cool. This is the type of updates that we love because we are such a geek fellas, right? Um, that we want to have more power, more CPU, more memory with less cost. Usually it's, it's uh, this is our Christmas gift that we always want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, these these ones are, right? Because the, these, uh, the HPV3 series, these are the big yeah. ones. Uh, so like, so you have you typically use these in large scale deployments, and if you're, uh, they are compatible with quite a lot, right? So um, you're going to use these a lot with scale sets and things like that. Uh, good with Linux, but also with Windows VMs. So pretty good flexibility yeah. in there. Um, and I think uh, as I take a quick peek at kind of the drill down article here. It looks to me at first glance like it's up to 30 uh, cores that you can include no. in uh, the... This is up this this is 128 not? cores. So first of, first and foremost, oh, you're this right. is for HPC. HPC means high process computing, high, high performance per computing. I'm not high processing, high performance computing. So it means that you have all of those big clusters that you really want the processing power. So all of these VMs, they are built in a different way, in a different topology. So you have the NUMA, that is the non-uniform um, memory access, I think is that, right? Correct. Um, yep. That is, it's it's a, a, an architecture where you can... Reaching back to my hardware exactly. days here, but yes. <laughs> it, it is an architecture that allows you to just take more of the cycles of your processes and memory and 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 all of that so to go a little bit more in depth you have four numa okay two per socket uh each 32 core in size so means that you have four channels to physical dram uh to a processor okay uh that you have per socket uh, so in this case, per NUMA, in this case, so you have two per socket. Uh, so we're talking about a kind of a 64, two times 64 cores. So 128 physical cores uh, that we are talking about. Right. 
and uh, it's not hyper trading because hyper trading it's different this is simultaneous multi trading so it's totally different okay uh, the way that this yeah. accesses but yes so if you if you disable the smt on these you do have 120 cores at the peak uh, available because the hard, the hardware still requires a few cycles in yes. this case. And this is all, this is on those, those new, uh, AMD server chips, the Epic seven V one. I believe right? so. I don't have, I yeah. don't have in front of me the, yes. Epic, Epic third generation. Yes. Yeah. That they have the code name of Milan. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sounds like a delicious coffee from somewhere. It's, yeah, it's know. city in Italy, but yeah, <laughs> fashion one. Exactly, exactly. So these are these are very, very yes. high performance physical hosts that we're getting. High performance computing. And what application would you see typically these being deployed with? uh for uh some maybe different different uses you've seen clients utilize these so kind of this is for. for the high processing one or, or high performance one so for example doing the rendering of the genome for example that you need to do a lot of uh, uh, uh mathematic calculations uh, uh calculating the weather for example and all of those type of so Another thing that you can use on this is bitcoins, right? <laughs> Mining. Yeah, well, you, yeah you exactly. Going, Mining, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's just processing, right? Um, either by GPU or, or by the processor. It, it really depends on the application. This is, this is just an enablement that Azure gives you, right? For those type exactly. of workloads. Not everyone um, is going to deploy it, uh, some application on HPC. Because they need to be designed, they need to be developed to take advantage of those type of computing. Uh, because the normal uh, Tetris ones, it doesn't work on this, as you can imagine. So, um, yeah, and, and they are quite costly because this is really a, a, a high-end one. But, yeah, so these virtual yeah. machines are now upgraded. So... Yes, so it's going to be available, although it's not available on all, it's GA, but not available on all um, all, all regions. That's a part that, that I think it's, it's good because it's more physical, right? This is require physical hardware to support these VMs. So it's going to be on Azure East US, South Central US, and the West European regions, okay? that will occur these Milan X processors, okay? And that's going to be upgraded. And that's the part that, that, that we want to bring it because it's those type of things that uh, it's, we are not working with them all the time, uh, but it's something that correlates to hardware that we both love, and especially me and, and you, Andrew, as well, that I know that coming from data center, this is what we've been we've been working for several years, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I really do enjoy it. The one, the one kind of application I've seen, uh, this type of high performance, uh, compute used for is yeah. video rendering, uh, 
kind of in in my past. So Although video rendering, um, you need really more GPU than CPU. Yes, but it used to be that we yes. didn't have those Correct. strong GPUs. We'll say a couple of years ago. <laughs> And yes. we had to utilize the 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 kind of the primary cores yeah. on the servers Absolutely. to do that rendering. So you'd end up with these big stacks of servers and they would generate so much heat. You could literally stand behind them. I would go to the data center in shorts and a t-shirt and uh, you you could stand there and do the work no problem if you were on the hot side. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty easy to stay toasty in there. But when you went over to the cold side, you had to get out the the proper yeah. proper sweater because uh, it's fascinating how hard those those cores really work and how much heat they generate Absolutely. as part of the processing. Absolutely. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating is as well the next one. Okay, so in development, this is the part that we we like. In develop a new plan that center region in Finland, Finland Central. So Microsoft mm -hmm. establishing another Azure region. In this case, offering for the Finnish organizations, um, a local data residency yep. and faster access to the cloud. So this is pretty cool. Um, the first thing I, I, um, I'm thinking is, is a good friend of mine, my, uh, my good friend MVP uh, that, uh, that, that is there, um, is from there and is one of the is always the top tier um speakers at ignite so i think it's going to be fantastic it's going to be ecstatic with these news but yeah uh, if you absolutely. are if absolutely yeah, it's, it's really and, cool, and right? it's another region right so uh allows you to have more of the centers and we didn't stop growing uh the, the another region correct Oh, exactly. And, you know, Finland has really been putting a lot of development into sustainable yeah. technology, right? And as we know, all new data centers built by Microsoft since a couple of years now are all, uh, yeah. what do we say? Net zero, this one, zero, I think, is going to be uh, the first one friendly, that right? is going to be um, on open side, right? Because they don't have a problem with cold. Yeah. Right? I think they're going to yeah. have windows. It's going uh, to be the first one <laughs> that you can walk by and see inside because it will be open, kind of kind of way. Uh, they, I think they will cover because of the snow because it is not going to be a problem. Let's call it this way. Well, you put the hot aisle direct up to the roof, melts the snow off in the, yeah. in the winter, collect that for, you know, clean water, reuse that somewhere, and then uh, of course, in the summertime, uh, there's probably exactly. no summertime, right? It's just snow. It's like Canada. I, I think <laughs> we, they are a little I think bit. We have the same uh, jokes there think, as we do here. They're a bit exactly. more northern than where we are. So at, I think though, they're right? uh, they have kind of spring. They get about two two months of summer, as I understand it. That's just it beautiful weather, and uh, other than that, it's a lot like Absolutely. where we live. So so. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know about that, but um, yeah. So, so there we go. All of our Finnish viewers and listeners are going to be frantically absolutely. waiting in for us now, uh, correcting our ridiculous <laughs> weather predictions here. <laughs> yes, that's okay. 
We we make fun of Finnish weather with That's very good, good spirit. We live in Canada, uh, so we well, also make fun of our. We live in Canada, in Canada, so <laughs> our our winter it's like six seven months. So, uh, at the base of the Rocky Mountain range, no less. So we get the the crazy mountain weather. One day it's it's quite warm. The next yeah. day there's snow, and uh, quite it, it happens that fast. fast. So, so it really so does. Sammy, <laughs> if you are listen, uh, um, be happy. Cloud is coming on your way. In this case, Azure is coming on, on, on your way. Okay. Moving to the next one is the transition to the using connection strings for data injection by, by 31st of March, 2025. So we have still have three years um, to do that. So on March 31st, 2025, the technical support for instrumentation key-based global injection in application insights features will end. Wow, what a mouthful uh, 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 statement! But yeah, it's it's a it's a big one, right? But it's, so it's part of uh, application insights, which is you know related, uh, very kind of joined together with Azure Monitor, of course, and uh, just changing the way that data exactly. comes in. So if you have an older application that you'd connected using this method, uh, it simply needs to be upgraded to the modern method. So again, we're talking, you know, welcome exactly. to the new Azure. It's been here for a while. It's stable. It's pretty great. Come on over. So uh, that's really just kind of part of our overall theme in this case, right? So we're talking about that authenticated telemetry ingestion the regional data residency is going to be uh, kind of with, you know, a, a, a additional capabilities that are added in the modernization, yeah. I should say, right? So the regional data residency, which is really important. So we just kind of talked about that in particular with the new region in yeah. uh, Finland coming in. Um, it's important. A lot of countries have very strict data requirements um, and monitoring is part of that. So. If we have uh, any kind of headers, applications, and things like that, they can contain a username or a person's first name, perhaps as a greeting. That is personal information. So we have to make and sure we treat it Especially in Europe, that you have the GDPR, right? It's yeah. quite particular. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's quite challenging to have that. And the things that we've been talking and and we talk a lot on on the last podcast, that is the endpoint customization for internet and hybrid environments. So meaning that all your private links, because you have to remember application insight is where you can gain uh, way more information about your application, okay? And now transition that to through the cloud, it's not good. And be able to transitioning to the connection string, you have a connect string, you have a, a direct link between your application and application insights. So you can see inside of that because application insight is really powerful. You can see synthetic transactions. You can see a lot of those yes. type of things um, that allows you to see the performance uh, or where is the bottleneck of your application performance regarding uh, what's going on. So be able to attach that through the internet, in this case, to your private link, for example, or to your hybrid environment, it's pretty powerful. Um, so, and Absolutely. don't forget that you need to switch these before the end of March 
in three years. So you still have time, although again, it's another exercise that needs to be planning. And, and, and you have to remember, depending on how you're going to plan this and the migration, um, your old data for consuming and all of that, um, it might not be there if depending on how you migrating those type of things, right? So you need to just update those. Exactly. Yeah, it has to, it has to be considered as part of your migration process if you need to export so that you can import into uh, the the new storage account, Absolutely. for example. Um, yeah, there's lots to consider as part of those upgrades. The next one is the general availability of inbound NAT rules now support port management for back-end pulls. So, again, another network one, another uh, 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 GA, uh, another announcement that has been GA. Now we're talking about the inbound net, net rule. So, or oh, not rule, not the net rule, not rule. <laughs> Absolutely. I got I, I, yeah. So I think, you know, this is, this is part of kind of a long series of upgrades that have been happening around uh, yeah. load balancing and application gateways. We've seen quite a lot of really solid security improvements and feature enhancements over the last, I don't know, five or six months. Uh, there's been quite a few that have come through. Now, for this one, this is really great because when we used to enable port forwarding, we also had to have uh, that NAT rule. It needed to be created for each instance in a load balancer's backend pool, right? So there's lots of challenges with that. And anytime we're duplicating work, we're creating, of course, opportunity for first human error, but also opportunity for failure because now we have multiple sets of things running in different ways. It, and the, the hierarchy and prioritization of the rule sets really can impact what we actually see in the logs, for example. So now we can, uh, you know, through the port management for the backend pool, uh, we can now specify the range of front-end ports and pre-allocate those for specific backend pool to enable that port forwarding. So now we do it by the range instead of, you know, uh, 1401, 1402, 1403, we would have three rules. Now we just do the range and we're we're good to go. So much more efficient, much more uh, kind of in the style of a firewall, let's say, that we're allowed to use a range of ports. So it's really enhancing the feature uh, for being able to redirect that port and handle that traffic. So uh, I think the one thing that I did read in here is uh, you have to use the standard uh, yes. load balancer skew to yeah. do this, right? So you can't use uh, the lower skew. You have to use the standard yeah. skew. You have to do that, and 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 in exactly that. It's and this has been uh, this capability. It, it, it's going on the backends for virtual machine, virtual machine scale sets, IP ranges in all the the the, the Azure regions uh, and. Like, like you said, it's it's pretty powerful this part to have a little bit about a little bit more about those um, those um, NAT rules, right? And 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 yeah, and I, I apologize uh, because I I kind of stole that one and I just got excited and kept okay. talking. So I'm sorry. That's okay. No worries. 
Uh, and talking about the next one, going on the same segment, kind of talking about networking, is the review of the VNet configurations that might be affected by the IP address ranges. So this is another adjustment that they are doing. Although it affects the API management, that is a tool that we don't speak much on this on this podcast, but it's something that we want to, to mention because I think it's worthwhile. So on March next Absolutely. year, so in one year, um, they are uh, changing the IP address they are coming especially the, the, the IP address changes that they are going for the VNet configuration, especially for the a, 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 API management, right? So they have a list over there of Canada, Brazil, Canada Central, Brazil South, Germany, West Central, South Africa North, Korea Central, Central India, and South Central US, that they are changing mm -hmm. the range of IPs, okay? that the IP management is coming from. Because this is important uh, because uh, you need to update those in order to do that, mm -hmm. right? So network security groups uh, and all of those type of things regarding the VNet, they need to be updated, okay? Absolutely. Anywhere where there's the IP address reference for the API management, uh, definitely NSGs. But if you're using zero trust, and of course, we're all using zero trust, so you don't catch my cold. <laughs> then, <laughs> absolutely, I had to. Uh, then, you know, we need to update our Azure Firewall rules. So, um, in that case, it's fairly straightforward. You can add the two addresses for now. When it transitions, we'll let you know again, and uh, they'll have they'll announce the retirement of the old IP addresses uh, once we have everything updated. Right, so. you can hear me uh it would sound a little bit like marcos's audio might have no, dropped a little okay. bit it, no, it's my so, it's my well, um it's yeah it's my phones that they are low battery i was trying to see if i can work with them while they are charging but apparently they can't that's okay let's move on whatever <laughs> it is all good all good, all good. so talking about a new thing that this is probably going to be a surprise but the templates functionality preview version in Azure portal will be retired in three years. So this is one of the, uh, the pub preview templates functionality on, on Azure will be retired. So again, this is one of the things that we always talking about, about the public previews is they have a, they have a, a, a time frame that they will be available. So these templates, it's, it's good when you have, for example, um, a VM uh, that you want to use it and you want to, to work in. And usually it's where I start, right? To just show what automation can do and what you can do regarding this. So, and it, it, exactly. it's a nice functionality. You can now to avoid losing access to the templates, you can follow the, the, the steps that there is on a blog post to basically convert them into uh, the templates uh, that you want to do it, okay? To what's called the template specs uh, that you want to do it. Exactly. So you can convert with PowerShell script, you can convert 
manually converting to the portal, whatever you want to do it, but you can convert that so you don't lose them. You still have three years, uh, but yes, um, you need to do that before the end of the month of uh, 2025. Exactly. And this one is a little interesting because like you say, this is this is what we kind of have our, our famous warning about, right? Because uh, this is when we use something in preview, but then that feature is not going to track directly yeah. to production. So they have to retire it or you have to figure out a way to migrate it or do something to transform it to the new way of doing it. So in this case, it changes from the template preview to template specs and we can transform it using all lots of different ways, which is great. Microsoft provided Absolutely. that for us already. But this, this is that Absolutely. caution. And, right? and, and, and it's pretty cool because in even our experience, you were not very familiar with that. I did use that quite, quite a bit. Right. And ju just to give an, a, an interesting point of view, even to, to you that you are listening on viewing, depending on where you're coming from, um, and it's, it's just a matter of, of using the functionalities. They are there for you to use. It's, it's up to us to, to use it. And now you have to experience all, on, on how you can do that. And, and that is pretty cool. Exactly the same as the next as the next update, right? That is going to be very cool. Uh, so one no, and I will give you the grant of doing that. I just want to tell you, I don't know if it changed in the recording, but your audio just changed to the richest, deepest radio voice I've ever heard come from you. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. It's amazing. It's amazing. Your your audio was, your your audio was absolutely gorgeous. Uh it just it just changed to this beautiful radio voice. So I don't know if that comes through in the recording on the other side, but uh I it's absolutely fascinating. I know your headphones are really fighting you there. So let's talk about operator assistance in Azure MFA. This one was kind of funny for us as well when we did our kind of quick run through to pick what we chat about. Uh, I actually thought this was already retired. So uh, I, I stopped talking about this one a couple of years ago to uh, my customer, but uh, operator assistance in Azure MFA will actually be retired uh, at the end of September in 2023. So just next year, so one year left. So if you are dependent on this feature within your tenant, it is time to take a look at the steps in this article. There is action required to avoid service disruption in this case. So uh, right now, when an MFA phone call is initiated and an operator answers, the operator is asked to transfer the phone call to an extension belonging to the end user to perform the MFA action that that call requests. This functionality will go away. So if you have only a main number that is used for uh, an employee's office number and the operator at the, at the front desk, for example, answers and says, hello, this is Bob's widget company. How may I direct your call? The, the, the automated operator comes up and says, please transfer this call to Marcos Noguera. 
and that will cease operation that's going to change. And there's some steps that people can follow to uh, disable that functionality. And then you're going to have to do probably some Active Directory domain services updates to people's office number for a direct line in that case. Absolutely. And, and that was one of the things that we were talking about even before we start recording this podcast is like, I thought that was mm -hmm. already, uh, um, it was already there, right? <laughs> I thought it exactly. disappeared years ago. Years ago, but apparently <laughs> they are saying that this is going to disappear next year, right? In September, end of September, 2023 is going to be retired. So apparently you still have the operator. And every time that, that I hear this, uh, funny or not, I, I remember matrix operator, uh, uh, kind of the operator <laughs> exactly. assistance. Uh, I need to, to get out Plug of in. this world. <laughs> right, some days, some days. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> It's either too much or not enough coffee. I can't decide That's which. That's okay. Uh, we've been challenging with a lot of audio problems on this podcast, but as usually, we press the record button and we don't do anything else besides stop. We just run with it. Absolutely. You know what? There's been no head shrinking lately, so uh, I haven't made the all of the tech gods too angry. Uh, I just picture like my little head with a ponytail. You know those little, uh, you know, in the movies they always have like the angry voodoo guy. Uh, like, oh, yeah, I, I just worry I made somebody. But that's okay. It, it's my right? fault. <laughs> I did not charge my my headset. Uh, so it's no one else. But that's okay. No else. Uh, you, you know what? You're, I, I don't know what uh, we hear different audio when we talk versus what's recorded for our podcast, right? Exactly. So uh, sometimes it's a bit challenging, sometimes it's interesting. My concern, just so everybody understands, kind of what we go through a little bit is we give ourselves the lowest quality mics that we talk on and we give really lovely mics that we try to record for with the podcast when your audio changed to the beautiful radio voice i was worried that the mic with the tinny sound got reassigned so that all of our wonderful viewers and listeners heard it i was no, really it's worried the other way it. around so the the voice that you hear is the voice of the of the mic and that you hear now of my mic and the voice that you you used to hear is the voice of the headset because i have i have both yes, yeah i have both for 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 different but yeah uh technicalities that we are that we are okay <laughs> with that the things we do to look beautiful on the podcast right absolutely. unbelievable absolutely i i spend hours on this hair folks hours no worries no worries at all. But with that... It's the curler that gives me the most trouble. With that, coming uh, to the end of the podcast, unfortunately, it's already it's already that time. And and I have to thank you once again, uh, Andrew, for being, for being part of one more uh, episode of this podcast. But I have to thank you as well, the, our, our listeners. Uh, and to just one more time, to just ask you to just support us. The best way to support us is please Absolutely. don't send money. We don't want money. Uh, we want your support, your love. 
Well, now hold on here. <laughs> now you open an interesting topic here. No, we we can't actually accept any money for this. We do this because we love each and every one of you. Uh, we just want to share and be yes. part of the community. Uh, please do though subscribe. And if you would like to give back, uh, let us know. Uh, join into the comments. Uh, ask questions. Answer questions. Uh, there's tons of people on the YouTube channel that are uh, always kind of having these these chats about the different topics, which is fantastic. Um, but yes, thank you so much. And I, I appreciate being here. It's a you, lot of fun for me very, as well. You're very welcome, my friend. You're very welcome. It's always a pleasure to have to have you here on the on the show. So with that, uh, it's time to say goodbye. So thank you. And I hope I can see you next week. Bye for now.